Hello, everyone, and welcome to another SDGC After Hours for HBO's The Last of Us. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. We weren't able to, to do an episode, so this is going to be a double header. Uh, we're going to be covering episode six, uh, which was titled Kin, uh, and episode seven, the uh, self explanatory Left Behind. Uh, as usual, my name's Jeff, and I'm joined once again by Justin and Sam. How's it going, guys? Going pretty well. Um, so, I mean, we've got two episodes to cover here. They're, um, we're, we're leading up to, I think one, probably other than like the opening, um, the section of the series that people are most looking forward to see, um, very different episodes. I think, uh, Ken, I feel, uh, we got a lot of insight into Joel and, and obviously left behind. We, we got a lot of time with Ellie, anyone who's familiar with the game with the DLC, but we'll start with episode six, which aired a couple weeks ago. Um, so this one, you know, jumps us ahead to fall. There's a lot, I think there's a few interesting things to talk about here. Um, it takes place a few months, actually, after Henry and Sam died in episode five. Uh, and Joel and Ellie are, are just kind of coming up to reach Jackson, um, which we don't get to see really at all in the first game, aside from a little shot in the distance. Um, so I'll let you guys go r- right away, I think. Again, because the show is a little unpredictable at times, I thought they had actually skipped the fall section entirely because the opening of this looked like they were in winter and just, you know, I assumed they're following the season structure of the game. So I actually wondered um, if they had bypassed the entire like dam and university stuff altogether. I'm glad that wasn't the case. Um, but yeah, I guess what, you guys have any thoughts on the, a little bit different opening and, and lead up to Jackson at the start of the episode? Yeah, so 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 that was that was fun because I I they filmed this like up up in Canada, right? So they probably didn't have much of a fall to film in, but like I I, I did think that 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 worked for like wondering how they were going to change up things, and I liked that scene with the um the the couple in that in the cabin at the beginning. Um, that was a very good, like just a little bit of comedy in there. The the tone, yeah, the... no, it was like <laughs> it was like yeah, it, it was funny. It was. And it was funny in a different way than I think, like, the games tend to inject comedy mm-hmm. in, um, you know, with them trying to act scary and then the couple just not being scared of them at all um, and still having, like, a casual conversation at gunpoint and everything. I um, I, I agree. Like, I loved it. Like, yeah. the game is funny in its own way. Like, you know, they and obviously we've, we've talked about it, how much um, they, they bring over almost line for line from the game, like Ellie's joke book and the, the bit with the magazine and the truck and things like that. Uh, so it's it was really refreshing to see like some really original writing and and a little bit of humor, um, you know the the performances by those actors like just yeah I, I love that whole scene it was that's so important to the Last of Us I think right because it always balances uh, the grimness with with some of that levity definitely and I think it also kind of worked because at least for anyone who's played the game I don't know about y'all I thought it was an interesting fake out as well with this couple you know this elderly couple that Joel and Ellie run into warning the two of them about this group that's killing everyone on the other side of the river and in the back of my mind I was like wait a minute are they going to be teasing a certain group early mm-hmm. is that what we're yeah, doing yeah I I I, th- I thought the same thing and and, and then it turned out no it wasn't the case uh which I I just I do like how every now and then they throw little things like that to throw us off base, even when they are sticking closer to the script than expected, just to make it interesting to watch if you're familiar with the story. Definitely, definitely. Which which kind of leads us in. I mean, unless Jeff, if you don't have anything to say about no, that, no, I was going to go. go 
uh, point something out about like when the two of them uh, essentially get captured by this group of riders and then it's revealed they're like, oh, this is the Jackson group. They're just, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to act tough, put on the tough front. I love the tension that builds in the scene where Joel is wondering if this dog that's sniffing Ellie is going to be able to tell that she's infected. Like the the tension in that was so good. Because we don't know, right? Yeah, because we don't know. Yeah, they they haven't introduced anything like that in the games. Mm -hmm. So it's like, entirely, we have no idea how that scene's going to (laughs) play out. Because Ellie's always been like, um, she's immune, but there's a little bit of growth there. Like, uh, and obviously, like, the the test that they administer to her is, turns up, like, positive, right? For... Yeah, 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 the test register is positive. The implication seems to be that, like, something was mutated or wrong with the one that infected her, and so it became benign. Mm -hmm. But she is technically infected. Yeah. It's just the the progression of symptoms doesn't occur. So... Right. um, No, I agree. That that scene was really, really well done, for sure. Um, And then, uh, I mean, so, again, interesting diversion from the game. We, I think, saw the hydroelectric dam earlier, um, but again, yeah, they walked, like, yeah, they they passed walked by. past it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think this is a really, really good change. When you remove the encounters from there, it's not a terribly interesting location. Um, I think it, yeah, it, establishing that... Jackson early, like, you know, setting up, obviously, like a season two, I think is a lot more, from a viewer perspective, I think it's just uh, more engaging. 100%. Yeah, and I liked how they had Jackson as having been established for a couple years instead of just getting going like it is when you mm-hmm. find it in the games. Um, like, I, it was one of the things I loved about, too, is when you actually see, you know, Jackson starting, like, actually thriving and working as a community. Um, and it was nice to kind of get a preview of that. I think um, I think it works better in, like, the way the, the show a show is going to flow because you're not... Because all the encounters in that area are very gamey. We need to throw a few encounters in. Definitely. Yeah. They're the um, most video gamey, like, sections of the game. Like, when we first heard that this was being adapted into a TV show, like, years ago, I thought those encounters were some of the first things that would be on the chopping block. It just makes yeah, sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, and then uh, I'm trying to think what else is different from the game. Obviously, Joel and and Tommy reunite. That scene is really good. I think the the main we um, maybe we'll jump around a little bit here. I think the the main uh, my favorite part about this episode was um, I, I love when characters finally open up and just getting you know we see Joel soften, but I think I would argue more than at any point in the game uh, we get to see the vulnerable side of Joel here and um, a lot of the pain that he's carrying with him, which I I don't know that we ever saw it to this degree in in the, in the original game, at least. No, I I don't think so. And he's also never talked about like the fear of getting older, Mm -hmm. getting weaker um, and stuff. And I I thought, I thought that was a really, really good addition. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I I think it it definitely gives a bit more depth. And also, cause like, we you don't quite see Joel and Ellie's relationship and journey um kind of grow in the same way so it kind of gives like an added bit of like context and growth and insight into the character that we haven't yeah i mean we don't get it in the games but also that mm-hmm. you know some of the stuff that's implicit in the game yeah. yes, um, yes. that just isn't going to be uh 
that is it just isn't going to work because a lot of the st- that stuff is you know th- conveyed through gameplay or you know mm-hmm. the various other like uh you know conversations that happen as you're exploring and stuff um that scene was really really good i think it also made like the you know the scene where um you know joel and ellie argue about leaving her with tommy and stuff i i think that it flowed into that better um Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I really appreciated that change, and I and I I enjoyed seeing Jackson a lot. Um, and also, I felt like we got to see Ellie's character a lot more in this episode, mm-hmm. um, with her you know blurting stuff out and swearing <laughs> and yelling at at random people and stuff. Um, it we I I don't know. It felt like she, you know she really kind of came into her own character wise as well as like showing you know extra depth into Joel. No, no, the middle third of this episode felt like a preview of the beginning of part two. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Um, I only caught, I'm not on Twitter, so I only caught bits of this. I saw some people talking about that, like, the girl that was staring at Ellie might be Dina. Um, I don't know if you guys heard anything about that, but I looked it up in the, um, the, the actress who plays, uh, this, this was like when she's watching the movie or something. Um, there's just kind of uh, a... it was which which she was eating dinner right, right. yeah okay yeah. when she when she was eating there was yeah. that girl that was watching them from across the room um but i i couldn't find anything to indicate it and i think the uh, the other thing is the actress isn't um is is maybe they necessarily wouldn't make this a requirement but the actress in that scene wasn't jewish either and just given in the game what a big part of dina's backstory that is and, and kind of how uh, careful they've been with with casting this obviously like the the actor who played sam was was deaf in real life as well i just um i don't know like did you i i i don't know i i i could kind of see that and i almost thought that for a second but like mm-hmm. i feel like they just did not think about i mean aside from showing off jackson some okay. i really don't think they thought about casting part two or anything until they knew that this was gonna be i i gonna, agree they were, yeah. they were gonna get um yeah you know a I, like, season two it, it's it's here's the thing like it was fun i I'll, I'll freely admit i thought that for like a split second too when i saw her. i was like yeah. oh well you know slightly dark skin dark hair girl yeah. looking at her like maybe that's dina but then i thought it's like okay be realistic about this yeah you don't get a guarantee that you're going to be able to adapt part two yeah. it took them a while to confirm it this was filmed a long time ago. That's a long wait to cast an actress that mm-hmm. far in advance. Like, hey, in three and a half years, we're yeah. going to film you for part two. Like, that's a that's straining credulity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it was just somebody that was surprised to see an outsider yeah. that was, you know, brought into the town. Because apparently, you know, they'd been clearly been very defensive and heavily screening anybody that went through the area and everything. So I think it was just oh weird <laughs> there there's this guy and this girl that just showed up and you know the people in charge of the town are giving them food I, I think I think it was just that yeah I don't think for sure it was yeah yeah showing off Dina I think I think a lot of times I think with so many shows and movies and stuff trying to like do interconnected stuff lately I think sometimes people forget that sometimes things are just there to set a scene instead yeah. of being a tease for not everything's else. an Easter egg <laughs> yeah one hundred percent yeah. Although, speaking of Easter eggs, I did laugh when... Oh, I, I guess I'm jumping ahead an episode, but the, did you guys notice the Naughty Dog keychain? I did, the yeah. Left the Behind paw. episode, I did. yeah. Yeah, we'll get... <laughs> I did. There was another Easter egg there, too, but we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, well, we'll there. there's a bunch there. We'll we'll go through that later. I, I got mm-hmm. confused with what what episode we were talking no about. No worries. Sorry. Um, 
Uh, I mean, I liked this episode a lot for the character development. I don't know, like, it was kind of a quieter, like, I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about. I think the other big one um, that I think I, I saw Sam talking about, I'm sure you've got some thoughts on one significant change from the game is yeah. um, this, the scene with Joel and Ellie. I I thought it was, I, I guess, I liked the change in the context in which it occurs because I was kind of like, I'm watching it with my wife, which is an interesting experience because she hasn't played the game. And she gets annoyed with kids in, in movies. She's like, here we go again. She's going to be annoyed. The, the kid running off, getting herself into danger. So I kind of liked that, like, we, I mean, we didn't need a big horseback chase and stuff like that. I didn't mind them, like, shifting that to her just being, um, just kind of storming off within the town, but, like, not really leaving. But, um, Sam, I, I know you had some thoughts on that that scene in general, like, the actual delivery and stuff as well. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of go backwards because I, first I want to address, I will get to that, I promise. But first yeah. I want to address, like, Ellie, you know, not running off on horseback and Tommy and Joel don't have to go chase her down. It makes sense for pacing it out better because, again, like, very gamey encounters. I will say I'm a little sad we didn't get to see the how, the farmhouse encounter solely because that's actually one of my favorite encounters mm. in the game. I like the way it plays out. I like the setup. It's almost like... um how do I put this? It's almost like a take on a home invasion, yeah. the way those three yeah. you know, thugs come in. So I was a little sad about that. I totally get cutting it. What I'm more what I'm more honestly pissed about is that they cut my favorite line across both games. Uh when Joel and Ellie are getting really angry and like, you know, the tension uh cracks between them. And, you know, just Joel eventually just decides, okay, you're gonna go with Tommy in the morning. I'm not your dad. Uh, in, in the game, there's this amazing line and shout out to Troy Baker. Like perfor the performance is incredible because he, when Ellie is like questioning him and, you know, mm -hmm. brings up the subject of Sarah, he goes, and I, I can't even try to do the impersonation, but he says, you are treading on mighty thin ice here. Mm -hmm. And that delivery has like burned itself into my brain. I absolutely love it. So to see that cut, I understand contextually why they might not do it. It still kind of sucks to mm -hmm. me, you know? I think that's the... And to me, that that's... Kate keeps, keeps harping on the same thing, but that's like lifting so much dialogue line from line from the game. It's like... So I, I'm kind of on two thoughts on that. I'm kind of glad they cut it because the delivery is not going to be the same as Troy Baker, and I kind of don't mind that version being left alone. But then to keep the rest of it 80% the same is where it gets like... And then leave that one out. Like, I would almost rather it be more original dialogue. Like That's a great mm -hmm. moment from the game, but that doesn't mean you can't write a similar scene in a new and interesting way. But when they're going to go that far and take the rest of the back and forth to leave that one out, I agree, is a little bit like... Same thing, like that line, that delivery, the, the quiver in the voice as he says it is just fucking incredible. Uh, and it is a shame it's not there. What about you, Justin? Um, I don't know. I, I didn't really have an issue with that scene. I know yeah. some people have. Um, you know, I, I, I do I do like that line. I would have loved it to be mm -hmm. in. But, like, um, I do think um, the delivery of, like, P Pedro Pascal's uh, delivery as Joel tends to be a bit more even um, mm -hmm. than Troy Baker's. And, like, that's not that's not, like, a criticism. It's just a little bit different. So I don't know how, like, his take on Joel would have translated that line all that well. I know there's a couple other lines that, like, have been from the game that I, lo I loved, particularly because of the inflection, mm -hmm. and that, you know, doesn't translate over right. um, all that much. Well, not which not makes that sense. I think it's 
it's it's bad. It's just different, you know. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, the thing is, Troy Baker is a performance actor, right? He's yeah, used to speaking yeah. in microphones and having to like maybe slightly exaggerate your facial features, mm-hmm. slightly accentuate your inflection in order to get a point across, in order to get mm-hmm. an emotion across. Pedro Pascal is used to TV and movies. I totally understand that. I, I do get it. Um, I, yeah, I I didn't have. I didn't have a huge. I didn't have a problem with the scene. I th- I, th- I thought I thought it was well done, and I I just I do think it flowed well, mm-hmm. in the course of the episode. What I did have a bit of an issue is it almost seems like they made up a bit too quickly, um, and like the way that that yeah the conversation with them on the horse and Joel deciding to go with Ellie. Um, I feel like I in like, the game liked... there was like a period of like silence where they were readjusting to each other. Yeah, where where they yep. were, you know, Ellie was like surprised Joel ended up mm-hmm. being there, and then you know he makes kind of a crack about how yeah. Tommy's wife scares him. But again, like, is kind that of thing like to a kind of co- thing where like in the game you have like a ten minute section where you're on horseback together, and it's hard to like do that in the plus show. that encounter, yeah, plus, plus the yeah, combat encounter, right. like. <clears throat> We're going to talk about this, I think, a lot, especially this is something I didn't even think of, but you brought up, uh, Jeff, like, we're, we're going to talk about this for the next episode, but I think that's just one of the downsides, like, mm-hmm. to not having the gameplay padding, yeah, uh, so to speak, is sometimes you do lose those small moments that happen gradually. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, sorry, I, I did, like, I, and then I was surprised that we went right to the, right to the university, um, yeah, and yeah. still, it still had that in the in in the episode. I didn't know if that was going to be saved for the following episode or not, but we we went straight to that too. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was um, I guess it felt a bit short again because of the <laughs> because the encounters are cut, and I think uh, I love the focus the show has taken on characters and story. I don't mind a lot of the action and stuff being cut. I feel, I mean. See how the next, obviously the next one's going to have some conflict. Um, I, I mean, I the next couple like, episodes are probably going to and have a lot of that. Maybe. I mean, I was thinking, my, uh, we'll, we'll get to this later. Uh, maybe at the end we can kind of speculate about the end. But um, yeah, I just feel without seeing what's what's to come, I guess, in especially the finale in episode nine, I, I do think we could have had at least like one more encounter, either infected or... Um, or, or human wise again just because a lot of that shared experience between joel and ellie is does kind of inform the relationship too right it, it's the danger um and the, and the way they kind of save each other and, and look out for yeah. each other continually i think even if it's not it doesn't have to be a long one but I, I think we could have used something whether it's the farmhouse or the university here i thought we maybe could have used one i have something i really want to say about that because i do agree with you jeff but i'm gonna put a pin in it and we can like sure. talk about that at the very end okay sounds good um yeah, like, I, I had been saying for a while, I figured they were just going to get to the university and mm-hmm. have it be empty, um, yeah. unless they really wanted to do something where they focused on, like, the um, the infected that are there and stuff. Because mm-hmm. there there are some cool encounters, some really memorable encounters with the effect, infected there in the games. But then I also realized a lot of that uses the spore imagery really heavily yeah. and to great effect and stuff, <laughs> and they don't have that in in the show Mm -hmm. so even if those sequences were in um they'd probably be very different and maybe not as impactful and especially i've been saying for a while it feels like the season's almost one episode too short um to get everything i would have liked to see in and so like it it makes sense to be like one of the most obvious things to cut sure 
Um, Although on that note, I do want to say just very quickly and then we, we can move mm-hmm. on. It is interesting to me because the, the whole thing about the back and forth about the tendrils, the spores, the changes they made there. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. The last time the tendrils were of any importance was the second episode. Yep. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm holding my full thoughts until mm-hmm. like the very end of the show because who knows if something else coming. But I don't know. I, I'm feeling a certain kind of way about that. But we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one interesting thing I'll just say, because Justin brought it up earlier, is the, the fact they filmed in Canada. It's true, we don't really have a fall. We get uh, one week of <laughs> coolish weather, and then like it snows while the grass is still green. Like, um, <laughs> nice. But the, the uh, university they filmed, um, University of Eastern Colorado was actually filmed in uh, in Calgary, which is a few hours south here. It was actually the uh, the college I went to. It's, it's the uh, campus in a different city, and they actually had to bring in tractors and bobcats to clear out a bunch of the snow to make it seem more like fall-ish uh <laughs> i didn't i didn't know that part clearing everything out i i did i do remember seeing pictures of <laughs> students were in class while they were filming there was like raiders or something outside the window <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah they were like running by <laughs> yeah oh it's it's good stuff amazing um so yeah i think the only other thing i'll say about this show is uh i don't want to sound like i really love this episode like i said i love the character development i don't sound too down on it but again another thing i didn't think hit as hard was um joel getting injured i don't the way it played out i thought the game where he just falls and gets impaled was like i was like holy fuck and the way ellie has to kind of fight them off and drag him out of the building um again they dwell on it more yeah but like maybe it's again that gameplay piece like you're actually playing as her shooting them like dragging him helping him through I know she helped him up onto the horse here, but, like, again, it just... I'm trying to view it, like, not just compared to the game, but, like, I think even in, like, the TV show, um, I just... I, I, I'm I not sure it, like, I felt as alarmed, or I guess as... I, it's it's so hard to separate when you... When you've, like, Justin, you said before, yeah. when you play the game I, five times. And I honestly think this, this episode was the first one that I think really kind of suffered for me to watch as somebody that's familiar with the games. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because it was more just focused on pure story, it had the most, like, cut, like, cut stuff, Mm -hmm. um, from the games and stuff, like, and it worked in the course of flowing for the show, but also, like, you know, the impact of the ending scene was pretty lessened for me because it wasn't like, yeah. oh no, I have to wait, wait a week to know what happened well, uh, kind of thing. And then I'm also really excited for, I was really excited for a lot of the stuff that I know is coming. Mm-hmm. So it was like, this yeah. is like the episode that was just like a bridge between the early parts of the game that I really wanted to see and then the late parts of the game that I really well, wanted to and see. another thing the game does so effectively, um, you know, the, the seasons are kind of superficial, but the, the transition are big moments because yeah um it it clearly illustrates a a passage of time and gets your mind racing like holy fuck what actually happened between then and now right it happens when we jump at the end of summer from henry just shooting himself and we cut to fall um and the same thing here we cut to to winter uh and you're like what happened and it's just just kind of closing in and rolling the credits with some music like I, i don't know it just doesn't I don't even know how they would translate it here because you, obviously you're not going to, you know, do 95% of the episode in this one and then show us five minutes of winter and then end it. Like, it doesn't make sense structurally for a television series, yeah. but um, it's, yeah, again, just, uh, I, I love that little bit in the game and it's too bad there's not really a good way to kind of translate that feeling to the show, I think, for me. 
Yeah, I agree. And it, it's it's something that makes me curious about the ending of the upcoming episode because I agree with you. Like, mm-hmm. every single one of those seasonal transitions happens on, like, a big moment. Yeah. Most of them happen on a big death. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the, like, the one here that didn't mm-hmm. is, like, oh, man, Joel, what's, is he okay? It's like he's hanging in the balance. Like, yeah. Every single one is big. I think I almost feel like I'm repeating myself here, but it's one of those natural victims of translating a game to a TV show. It's like, I don't know how you do that. And also, like, with the way that that transition goes, it changes up the player character, which is something that isn't going to work. Like, like oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way to translate that kind of realization and moment, um, like, in a TV show, (laughs) because Ellie and Joel have been in the show so like but like in the game when all of a sudden you've been playing as joel the whole time except for the very beginning of the intro for about 10 minutes (laughs) um and then all of a sudden you don't know what happened to him the season has changed and you're playing as ellie and it's like and she's by herself in the woods like it's just it hits so hard i can't wait to get to the we're gonna get to the next episode a bit here because i think this is just gonna be like a theme again with the you know when you're when you're not in control of this um the last thing i'll say i think we we probably brought it up in an earlier episode so we are seven episodes down with two to go unless i'm wrong we have not seen a brick or a bottle are we are we gonna get it is it is it gonna make it into the show i i feel I like we gotta get one i bet, I bet one. we get i bet we get one in the last episode i bet we get one in the last episode S- similar thing with uh, the ladder, if I'm remembering correctly, right? I think so. I'm they, trying to remember. They, they, did, they did the ladder. Oh, no, 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 no. Excuse me. Excuse me. They did the ladder. Uh, I, I was referring, I, I was thinking of rather um, Ellie uh, swimming. Or, oh, the or like not swimming. Oh, okay. Like trying to take her. Yeah. 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 On you, a pallet. You, you know what I am surprised? And, and this uh, that we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen either of them get a bow. Um, I thought they would get Ellie a bow. Um, I okay, yeah, I agree with you. I bet that happens real darn quick in the next. Yeah, episode. <laughs> well, it's just because like so, so much of what's coming up is like mm-hmm. of that sequence, and then also in part two, um, especially in like a lot of the art and like preview stuff, like it really focused on Ellie with the bow. So mm-hmm. I was surprised that she hasn't gotten that yet. Yeah. But anyway, uh, next episode then? Yeah, I don't know. And unless you guys got anything else on on six, I'm good. I, I don't like. I, I do want to reiterate kind of what Jeff said. Like, in spite of a thousand and one nitpicks coming from me, like I yeah. do really enjoy the episode. Like, I do. I do still think it's a really good show. It's just yeah. it was a go- it was gorgeous episode too. Like, mm-hmm. I really loved the look of this episode. Yeah, there, there's some darn good transitions. Um, I guess that's one thing we can talk about in, in this episode. Yeah. Uh, th- there were some really good cinematography. Mm-hmm. So episode seven left behind. Um, uh, again, I uh, very straightforward, very, I think, true to the game. Um, almost to a T. Uh, yeah, I, this was, I think, the most straightforward adaptation it is. Yeah, of it is, anything definitely. from the game so far. Why don't you Why don't you go off, Jess? I'm. I'll let you guys give your bit. Um, just the episode as a whole, really. Yeah. So I I liked it. It's left behind. Um, it was famously DLC for the original game. It's not a part of the main story. It is like its own separate thing. Um, e- even in the the part one remake, it's still a separate you know selection on the menu to get into. Um, 
but yeah, so in in the game, it has you know Ellie searching through um, an abandoned mall trying to lo- locate supplies, and in this, it's kind of integrated into um, you know the town that Joel is in. Um, but has you know opens with her taking care of Joel, so um, we 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 didn't get the like iconic hunting <laughs> transition mm-hmm. um, or any yet. Um, I mean. There's still time to, time to do that. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, um, it happened pretty quick. Like, it seems like it picks up almost immediately yeah. after the last. Yeah, episode, it picks right? up like almost immediately after. Yeah. It looks like she just got to the closest mm-hmm. like town from where she is. Um. But uh, and then yeah, it has flashbacks to um her time in the uh, in the the Fedra train the Fedra boot camp. Yeah, there's um, there's like a big focus early on, kind of setting up like. Fedra versus Fireflies, um, like Ellie. So, so did you guys? Did you guys actually read the um, the comic um, American Dreams? No, okay, I have not. So unfortunately, I I have it. I, I I have it and have read it. So they they work some of the stuff from the the American Dreams comic uh, about like Ellie and Riley's time at the like in in the boot camp. Okay, in, into this. Um, I didn't mind the opening. I don't think it's anything special, but like, I, I think it's just fine. I yeah. think it serves its purpose of we need something to transition. It, it's we need to set up that Ellie was feeling dissatisfied and out of place and bullied in her role at Fedra training camp. Essentially, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. I think it's just them taking a couple of minutes to try and make that transition a little more palatable for a TV audience. I could take it or leave it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. I do think there's something interesting there potentially with them setting up the idea, you know, getting it ingrained in her head that the Fireflies are not good people. Mm. I think that's potentially something, Mm -hmm. but a little too early to make a judgment call on that one way or another. We'll see how that plays out later. But uh, obviously when when she and her friend Riley actually get to the mall with uh, looted alcohol in tow, (laughs) that's where things really Mm -hmm. pick up. Yeah, the uh, well, Justin, I think I saw you say the 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 music cue for the mall when that power kicks on is uh, the music in this episode was so good. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want to talk about this for a while because they did so many great things with the music in this episode. Uh, when the power comes on and Take on Me starts playing, and also Ellie had the the tape of Take on Me um, in her room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stuff, which th- there's a moment in part two that very prominently features take on me. And it's one of my favorite moments from the whole series. Um, and so it was really awesome to get that, you know, put in there. And it's going to be a great callback when they do eventually get to that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I, I'm not sure if I was just losing my mind or not. But was the carousel a carousel version of Just Like Heaven by The Cure? No, I think you're correct about that. I, I'm okay. like ninety percent sure you're. Because I'm like, that. I know this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like oh, that. That's also a really great touch. Um, and they they nailed the look of the mall. Like it looks almost exactly the same. Uh, I, uh, I might be going out of order here. One thing I noted, uh, I could be wrong. I've actually, as much as I've played the main game, I've only played the DLC twice. I think. When they're in the photo booth in the game, because there was Facebook integration at the time, don't they make a comment like, what the fuck is Facebook? 
Yeah. They do. But, yeah. but then, like, but, I was thinking, like, contextually, Outbreak Day happened before Facebook. Before that, be yeah. Right, so I, I'm pretty right. sure. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason okay. that that joke wasn't in there. It was just because Facebook didn't exist yet. But yeah, yeah. In the games, there is the yeah. is the joke because there's actually the the like. You could actually you could actually post it directly to Facebook uh-huh. uh, after taking the pictures in the game, which was fun. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I noticed that wasn't there. I was like, okay, that when I thought about the time, I'm like, no, oh, that makes sense. Um, and then I thought the uh, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember the game. Like, obviously, I remember the water fight uh, in the Halloween shop. I don't remember the arcade in the game. Was it in there? But it wasn't powered. Was that? Yeah, that's it was, correct. Like, it, it was. It was un. It was like broken, and okay. there was no power. And what? So they go through it like in their imagination. I loved um, that bit in the show. I think because, especially earlier on, we see Ellie with Joel, and they have a mortal. Though I guess in the show it's Mortal Kombat, uh, which probably makes it like more uh, relatable. I guess for people like not familiar with the game, like it's a it's a very well known franchise. Obviously, that somebody would, it, would sure. like in an arcade. It but. is really funny though that the video game has all fake video games and the TV show has all real ones. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Like it, which, it's, it makes sense when you think about how this stuff is made, but yeah. it is so funny. Cause usually we're so used to seeing like on TV and stuff, like stupid fake video games made up for the background. And stuff. Well, Cause it would be weird for like a Warner brothers, like game to be a prominently featured in a naughty dog. Game. Like, it's just like you said, that different yeah. dynamic, uh, <laughs> Whereas here they're just like, yeah, sure, fuck it, we'll take some money and throw your, uh, throw your game in here. But no, I um... well, well, especially because Mortal Kombat is owned by Warner Brothers, which owns HBO. So like, oh, I didn't even think of that. The licensing works. <laughs> some nice synergy yeah. there. Uh, but no, I thought yeah. uh, I because in the game I think Ellie has to imagine it, but I thought um, giving her that actual opportunity and actually seeing her her joy and reaction to actually being able to play this game, um, it was was really really yeah, heartwarming. It's awesome to see her and Riley actually get to play it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of like spin, like spins into the whole thing of like, my favorite part of Left Behind is how much is focused on them enjoying each other's company and having yep. fun despite everything going on around them. But I mean, also that moment in the game, I think is really poignant and really amazing in its own way. And the way it plays out in the game would not translate. Like, there's no way it would work mm-hmm. or be impactful in a TV show. So I, I'm glad we at least got them to have a moment where they got to play together. Um, I want to talk about the infected in this episode, but I'm going to um, just leave that a little bit longer because I think that ties into something Sam was going to talk about. Um, I guess the... Uh, I'm trying to think what, what what comes after the rest of that. Like, basically, it's their the other big moment would be when they, when they finally kiss. Um... I thought, yeah. Well, there's also the brief moment where uh, Ellie storms off after she finds the bombs. Oh fuck! Thank you. <laughs> that's that's a big. That's a pretty big. That's one. A, that's not in the game at all, right? Yeah, I don't correct. think so. Correct. That's not, that's not in. Um, so and actually, it's there's like, isn't it like a Fedra outpost? Um, there's like like they the dead body that they find and yeah. get the alcohol from in the games is like one of the Fedra guys, right? If I'm remembering correctly, yes. I haven't played Left Behind as many times as I played the regular game, but that sounds correct. Yeah, because I, I remember, like, he, like, because he also has a note about, oh, you know, I saw little Ellie crying and stuff, and she's yeah. like, oh, well, that's embarrassing <laughs> when you find it and stuff. Yeah. But, like, I, th- I think it was, he was one of the Fedra guys, and he was the one that, like, taught them to ride horses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in this, uh, it turns out that that's where Riley was stationed as part of the Fireflies. Yeah. 
Which I think is a good change. Yep, I do like sure. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Because it is like, so, sorry, I was just yeah. going to say really quick, like it, it kind of plays into what I was talking about earlier with this distrust of the Fireflies being built up in Ellie's head of like, uh-huh. oh, Fedra are fascist, Fedra is overbearing, yeah. and the, the Fireflies are freedom fighters, but then like they've got this 16-year-old girl with a giant stash of bombs and no oversight. So it's like, okay, that's yep. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, for sure. Uh, I think, well, the... I'm just going to go to the infected because Sam, you brought it before, like the the tendrils haven't really seemed to like play a big part. And I thought again, um, when when they kind of cut in on this one, I thought we were going to get, I don't remember if it was like a big group of them in the game, but um, I was kind of surprised. Like it was was a huge group of them. Yeah. And this one was disturbed. And like, there was very clearly like a lot of the the connections and stuff like that, but it was just the one that, um, that got up and attacked them. Like, again, it, I, I don't know if this is where you're going, Sam, but it like, it seems like they, yeah, I thought in episode two it was like a really interesting dynamic shift where the risk is really elevated, but we haven't like really seen them do anything more with that. I don't know if that's where you were going. It, it kind of was. It, my my point was going to kind of be like, again, there's two more episodes. The last one, maybe they do something with this. But as of right now, if I'm asked to make a judgment call, I'm really not getting dropping the spores in favor of the tendrils. I, I don't think it's been used enough to justify it, in my opinion, so far, because this would have been the proper time to do it. Of like, here's where I thought they were going with it, actually. So so obviously the one infected attacks them. They do manage to kill it working together, but it bites them. Hold that for a moment. I thought they were going to kill it, think they got off scot-free, and then the tendrils of the dead one were going to be activated because we've seen that happen yeah. with the others, and then a swarm of them were going to tear through, and mm-hmm. that's when they get infected. That's where I thought they were going with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, same. I thought the same, but I also do kind of like it was just one. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it it, it felt very personal um, in a way that I think Left Behind sure. story is. Because um, it's like, cause, it's I just mean, one it's very up, clear. Right? Like, yeah. It's just like you let your guard down for one second. Uh-huh. There was just one of them around, mm-hmm. and they both got bit. Um, so I, I I do like it because um, also like the big escape sequence, you know, clearly exists to have kind of like a set piece yeah. moment at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the DLC for the game, right? No, I um, sure sure I agree with both of you. Like I think like Justin said, like I think in the context of this episode, like I really like it being just one. I think it works really well. It's more like when you look at it in the bigger picture of like Sam was saying with the, um, with the shift in, in kind of the nature of the infected and what they're doing with the game, this was like one opportunity to do something with it and they didn't. And yeah, we'll see what comes probably in like episode nine at this point. Um, probably. Yeah. yeah. I can't see them doing something with it in the next episode. Uh-huh. Uh, way too much else going on. I, I will say though, your point to the, just the one infected liking the, you know, the personal nature there. I did like the tension that it brought mm-hmm. because they show that infected relatively early on and then the, they forget about it and don't show it again for like another oh. 15, 20 minutes. My wife, something yeah, like my wife that. is great. So I loved that. <laughs> Cause I was like, uh, I thought she'd be enjoying this, like mostly lighthearted episode. She was laughing a little bit and stuff like that. And I like pause it cause I had to go to the washroom and I'm like, how are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I'm stressed the fuck out because I know, I know that thing's coming back to bite them. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. But I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's all. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have, uh, I don't have a lot else to say about it. It's again a really good, straightforward adaptation. The performances are really good. One thing well, uh, that I also go ahead, just want to add. 
Um, well, one off the casting for Riley was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, definitely. She she did an awesome job, and also uh, Bella Bella Ramsey really killed it in this episode too. She's been doing a great job the whole time, but like. Like these two episodes, I feel like she yep. really, really well, came into her especially own. Especially this one, removing Joel from the picture, letting her shine on her own. I think the it's, yeah. it's a small thing, but the, the beginning with the escalator, like just that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just everything the, about her performance there. It was just Ellie, like just such a goofball, um, and, and like you said, like the some of the anger that's boiling there, um, like the lashing out. It's... Oh, when she's smashing the stuff yeah. at the end of the episode. Yeah. So well done. But um, the other thing I do want to add that I'm really glad that they didn't change from the game is that, you know, they kind of had a few episodes earlier where they imply, you know, Ellie said something about, you know, that's not the first person I hurt or something. And, you know, me and several other people were like, oh, was she referring to Riley? Yeah. Um, And I'm glad they didn't show anything with it and left it ambiguous. Yes. Yes. Um. That was one of the things that I also really appreciated about Left Behind is that, like, you know, it is, you know, sad ending, but they kept that moment and, like, what happens to Riley as a very personal, Mm -hmm. private moment for Ellie and kind of focused on them and just their relationship and not, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, watch them die at the end. It's the same kind of restraint we talked about. Um, I don't think Sam was on that episode, but with episode three with Frank and uh, Bill, like the restraint to not show that room, um, to be very respectful of like, it's about that relationship and not use it as like shock value. Um, yeah, and or, or, or like to manipulate and, viewers' emotions, like something like The Walking Dead would do. <laughs> yeah, right. and and like it was that that was honestly one of my biggest fears for the adaptation was that they would take it that extra step, uh-huh. um, in the show, and I'm really glad they didn't. Um, so I guess uh, there was something I was going to ask. So one thing I wanted to bring up, just because we we're looking ahead a little bit, we can speculate. Um. Well, well, before you speculate, yeah. I, really, really quick, Jeff, I think you mentioned something you wanted to talk about in regards to, like, Left Behind, you know, losing a little bit because right. you don't have the gameplay being flipped on its head. Yeah, thank you. Um, no, it's like we said before, I think one of the interesting things about the game is the the way that the DLC reverses, and we've all talked about this, I think, to some extent, but the, the way it reverses a lot of the mechanics um, and turns them nonviolent, right? Where the the shooting mechanics, you, you get to use water guns. That actually wasn't in the show. They have a water gun fight um, in one of the stores. There's one bit where you're taking Molotov cocktails, but they're actually just chucking them down at a car, trying to break or or it might just be yeah, bottles. yeah the the bricks the, breaking the windows yeah, on the on the car on the on the on the cars that are on display. In the, but it's like in a mini mall. game, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, like I think the the episode overall kind of achieved that. Like this is a lighter, um, more fun experience and kind of little aside from the reality that Ellie's about to go back to face when we cut back to her patching up Joel. So I think it's still achieved that, but again, it's there's certain limitations with each medium. And I think it's really, it's not even like a criticism of the show. It's more of just a testament to like how well the game utilizes its own medium in, in translating that to storytelling. It's just something, and that's what we want to see in games, right? You want to see it do things that you can't do in any other medium. And this is one example of that. And- yeah, and, and it's something I've actually been thinking about a lot throughout the show, because, um, and and not in a negative way, just just it's just innately a different experience with the story because it's it's an adaptation, mm-hmm. um, but like a lot of what the games have to say about violence and stuff isn't in the show nearly as much, um, but 
it works in the game because it's participatory. Um, kind of the graphic and terrifying nature of combat in the, in these games mm-hmm. doesn't translate the same way when you're not, you know, actually physically in the moment and actually doing these things. Um, and, you know, while it would have been, it would have been fun to see, you know, them have the water gun fight and mm-hmm. stuff. The reason those moments work so well is because of how it, how it flipped everything. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it makes it, it makes it interesting because I feel like some themes kind of are more at the forefront of the show. Some themes are more at the forefront of the games and they are still kind of innately different experiences. I think a lot of people were worried that it was going to be exactly one-to-one, no change whatsoever mm-hmm. sure. kind kind of show. Whereas I, I actually do feel a different emphasis in the show versus mm-hmm. the games. And part of that is just due to the very nature of, you know, a television and show versus a game. Um, and I think this is like the perfect example of that. I definitely agree. Um, I, I 100% agree with everything you've been saying, like uh, different mediums. It goes back to everything we've all three been saying. Others have been saying of like, you know, some things, the TV show is going to have an advantage. Games are going to have an advantage in other ways. That's totally fine. Building on what you're saying. Um, this is something I've been pondering the last couple of episodes and the last two kind of cemented it for me. I do think that the next episode in particular needs to ratchet up the brutality because otherwise the ninth episode is going to kind of come out of left field and feel very jarring. I have a, I have a feeling they've been saving it for these last two episodes. Yeah. To be clear, I'm I'm totally on board with how they've done it until now. It's just like, okay, now you do need to step it up. It needs to get really intense because otherwise the ninth episode and by extension, uh, part two Mm -hmm. in particular as well is just, it, it's going to feel very out of to- place, out of tone, mm-hmm. if that transition period isn't there. This, um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't remember if it was Justin or somebody shared a, an interview or quote with, I think, Craig Mazin. Um, but basically, they, they were saying, like, we, you know, they wanted to make the show accessible, but, like, they, they preserved only the violence they felt was essential to the story. And I think that's what you're saying here, is that this, these upcoming events and the, the, the brutality that that takes place in them is essential to both um informing joel and ellie's characters you know in, in terms of kind of that final turn uh to to joel you know i, I don't want to say I'm, I'm trying not to give anything away um but that, that, that kind of final it's piece so hard of puzzle, when it's adaptations of stuff that we're so familiar with yeah, that, that <laughs> like kind of, probably a lot of our I mean, audience it, is it's as not well, a spoiler to say like but, he's been yeah. warming up to ellie right he's very protective of her at this point but this this, these next few pieces are really going to kind of um, strengthen their relationship, but also uh, inform the way they view other people and the way they treat other people right. in a way up until now. I think I would say generally they've both been largely trusting. Um, and, and yeah, and that, that plays a lot into part two as well, like you guys said. So I, I can't say too much more about it, but I, I, I can't wait to revisit this uh, in about uh, a week from now. Definitely. <laughs> Well, that's that's everything that I've got. Uh, do you guys have anything, any more comments on these episodes before we wrap it? Um, this we I think Justin kind of touched on how well, and you you did too, Jeff. Uh, how well Bella Ramsey acted in this uh, most recent episode, Left Behind, and I just want to reiterate that and like triple down on that as a final note. Like I was rewatching a few of the scenes. I haven't rewatched too much of it because I do want to rewatch the show like in its entirety, you know, binge it, you know, in, in one sitting, not one sitting, but you know what I mean. 
Um, but I was rewatching a couple of scenes from episode seven and like the way she acts with her facial expressions is incredible. Mm. It, it's top tier. Like, like just she completely sells the emotion she's feeling, you know, on her face without it being too obvious before she says anything. It, it really is a uh, phenomenal acting work. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap for episode six and seven. Thank you again both for joining us today. Uh, this has been SDGC After Hours. We'll be back again next week with episode eight. And of course, you can catch our live show every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, kindness costs nothing. Take care, everyone. Take care.